everyone, Sarah here. Just want to give you a heads up that Google Podcasts will be get my teeth in discontinued at some point in the new year. If you are currently using Google Podcasts, don't fret. You can still listen to our episodes in lots of different ways. We're available on all the podcast playing apps such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon. You can also listen to episodes via our web player on our website. Loads of different ways. In the show notes, there'll be a link to our website and a link to all the directories where you can subscribe. Why should you subscribe? Well, you get notifications when new episodes are available. This is the SEO Mindset Podcast with your hosts, Sarah McDowell and Tasmin Sullivan. This podcast is for SEO professionals and each week with the help of our wonderful guests, we discuss the important stuff that actually affects our careers and progression, but sadly often doesn't get talked about. You know, the invaluable soft and interpersonal skills that are often taken for granted, such as the skills we need for listening, time management, communication, and more. We also talk about the big issues that affect us and our careers, such as burnout, imposter syndrome, self-belief, saying no, plus other big issues and obstacles. With this podcast, we want to share knowledge on topics that unlock our listeners' true potential and enhance not only their careers, but all parts of their lives. So are you ready to prioritize your own personal growth and career development? Then let's crack on with this week's episode. Hello everyone and a very warm welcome to the SEO Mindset Podcast where your hosts are myself, Sarah McDowell and the ever so delightful Tasmin Sullivan. There is no Tasmin today but that means that I have a corker of a guest lined up for you. I have George Wynn. Now George doesn't need an introduction, most of you know him but who is he? He is the director of SEO editorial at Wix. He creates content to help users and marketers better understand how search works and how to use Wix SEO tools. Now, before I introduce George onto the podcast, just want to say if you do enjoy what me and Tasman are doing, there are ways that you can support us. You can give us a one-off donation. So we are on Buy Me a Coffee. There's a link in our show notes. So donate, donate away. And share, you can share your, the most enjoyable episodes or just share the podcast with your, your friends, work colleagues, loved ones, your pets, if you've got them, but help us spread the word and get many people listen to the SEO mindset. Now we have George speaking today about scrutiny, which is very interesting. I can't wait to delve into that more. So let's invite George on to the show. Hello, George. Hi, Sarah. It's great to be here. Um, you know, before we get started, it's very it's a very tough time for many people in the world. And I just wanted to uh, start off by saying that, you know, my heart goes out to all families that are suffering. Uh, many of my own colleagues are also um, facing incredibly difficult times. And uh, I just want to be sensitive to that and wish everyone the best. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to move forward at some point Um, for what that's worth coming from somebody so far away from the issue and uh, just looking at it from the viewpoint of somebody who knows a lot of people that are hurting right now. 
Thank you so much, George. And yes, it is an incredibly tough and words I, I have, I don't know what to say apart from echoing what George has just said. And yeah, I'm just hoping everyone is staying safe as they can. So George, how are we doing? How is your week going so far? So we're recording on a Wednesday. So you've had, you're halfway through. Um, it's been a challenging week. I would say that, you know, navigating the situation is, is tough, but beyond that, just trying to pick it back up from work. Um, I was off for a few weeks and one of the things about my job is that, um, it relies a lot on the experts in our community, uh, other SEOs. I'm working in public all the time and I have been doing so since 2019 when I started working at search engine land. Um, so this is just kind of what I'm used to, but I realize a lot of people aren't used to it. And it's always kind of more difficult to get back into things because your work isn't just dependent on yourself, but this is my particular situation. And, you know, I, I see a lot of advantages to it. I feel like most people don't know this. I've only been in the SEO industry for, uh, five years, really five, five and a half years. And I've gone really far, but I think that none of that would have been possible without working in public mm -hmm. without, I mean, not to, there's a lot of connotation here, but the pressure of scrutiny is not always a negative thing. And so I'm here to talk to people about um, how you can potentially, you know, if, if this is what you want for yourself, get to the next stage of your career. And some of the challenging realities that you'll have to face, if you're somebody who's not naturally someone who wants to get out there, people like to call me an extrovert. I don't identify that way. I, I very much feel like, you know, I like being at home, but, um, when people depend on you, you find the strength when you depend on you, when your career, when your family depends on your success, then you find the strength to do that. And that's what I tap into. And then gradually over time, you get used to it and you tap into the energies of the people that you're surrounded with. And that keeps you going. And that's how I found my pace in this industry. And I think it's a formula that while not many people can follow it because like, quite frankly, a lot of my success is predicated on my editorial abilities, which you're, if you're an SEO, you don't want to be an editor. Um, but there's a lot of elements that you can take with it to fuel your SEO career because I'm an editor, but for SEO. Nice, nice. And can I just say, you're such a professional because you did my job for me then. You led into the topic that we are talking about scrutiny today. Every time I see that word, you know, when you've seen a word a lot and you're like, how do you say that? And you get into your own head. Like when I first wanted to say it, I wanted to say scrutiny and like, I just completely got into my head there. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I read, um, so tons is spelled T O N N E S where you're from. Okay. Yes. And I didn't, I didn't realize that the person writing it was, uh, was not American. So I was like, what are tones? <laughs> tones. And, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, so it's a great topic to delve into because, um, I think scrutiny can be a negative word can't it like most most people are scared of that so let's unpick it okay so what's uh for those people who are scared that's just like i know there's some words that just ring wrong yeah in people's ears so let's let's try another word other than scrutiny here what oh, what do you think we should go for here oh you put Maybe, um exposing yourself exposure and, oh, exposing your work how about exposing your work to the greater public yeah to the greater industry yeah because that way 
you're not you're not opening up yourself to scrutiny and people wagging their finger are you you're exposing your work because you want to educate you want to share yeah yes exactly uh, uh my, half of me is like chuckling with sarcasm because i'm people who know me will, will know that i'm a slightly cynical person and i'm like yeah you can call it whatever you want you can call it like exposing yourself but you're just gaslighting yourself there is going to be scrutiny um <laughs> So there's two different Georges at play here. Yeah, but I think if we if we start with positivity, because there's always going to be people in the world that are negative and they're going to scrutinize and make less than helpful comments, right? And that's something that we can't control. Um, but for our listeners who are like, I need a tangible um example of what scrutiny could be or like how I open myself up to scrutiny can you give like a tangible example of that or share a recent one for yourself of course um so at the very basic level sharing your opinion in the form of a tweet yes commenting on one of the um the more followed uh people in our industry want something that they write like a Glenn Gabe you know Marie Haynes Barry Schwartz it takes, I mean, it takes a level of either uh, courage or um, kind of like not understanding to just go in and start writing something, right? Some people will just go in and write because they, they want followers, but some people to try to get the right attention. The person who wrote that is going to see your comment and whether they respond or not, like it's easy to get into your head about these things. Take it a little bit further for people who do actively, um, you know, engage in social media, SEO, social media. Um, writing for a major publication, right? I, I have a publication, the Wix SEO Learning Hub. Um, the one I worked for previously, Search Engine Land, Search Engine Journal, Moz, the list goes on. Some of these top tier publications, their readerships are massive. And also the idea that, hey, I've learned from this publication in getting to where I am today. And then you see the, the people that write there and you're like, am I worthy? So the imposter syndrome mm. you frequently talk about on the SEO mindset. There's all those factors and going even the step further to what many of us consider probably the most successful SEOs, you know, speaking, regular webinars, all of that is for the advancement of the industry. And you have to be in front of the industry to do that. Yeah. So all the people who do it, like they get told they're wrong all the time. And I suppose that's it, isn't it? So there's a level of vulnerability here when you put yourself out on public that people can see what you're saying and people can sort of, yeah, respond however they want to. But I suppose the thing that we need to remember is that everyone gets negativity and it's not any reflection on you and what we're going to get to, so our podcast is split into two parts. So part two, we'll be talking about, okay, how do we combat getting over the challenges of scrutiny? So we'll do that in part two. Um, but yeah, it's so important that we don't let that stop us because we need to push ourselves. We need to get through this scrutiny, don't we? Yeah, I think for me, I suffered through a lot of, um, I don't know how to write about this SEO thing. When I was a reporter for Search Engine Land, sometimes I would have to write on a PPC because my editor-in-chief who covered that, uh, she left the position and so that became a coverage area for me. And diving into that fresh was really scary. 
there's so many systems. It's like learning an entire form of marketing all over again. That's what it pretty much is, right? And knowing what you can say and, and having people in your DMs correcting you. Having I've had Google in my DMs tell me, hey, George, that's wrong. And they had the courtesy of doing it through my DMs, which I'm so thankful for. <laughs> I was able to quietly change that, right? And you remember, like, clearly, I remember all those moments in which I was like, if, if one person, if... um. If I was writing PPC and Greg Finn told me that was a good story, I would feel validated. I'd feel like, okay, I can put this past me. But a lot of us don't have that. We don't have that connection with all these people I've worked. These are my sources. These are my contributors and so on and so forth. So if you don't have that and you're trying to form it, it can be incredibly nerve wracking. Mm. But there's a very good reason to do it. you know. And it's like, we're going to be talking about pushing ourselves here. Why? Like, if you're living a comfortable life, you make a lot of money and you don't need to push yourself, then you probably don't need to listen to this podcast, right? You're, you're cashing checks and good for you. You should start your own podcast. But why do we push ourselves to do these things, right? Um, I think one of the best different reasons I've heard had to have come, I can't say who it is because I haven't asked for their permission, but um, she's someone I know at, from a conference and I asked her, hey, why are you speaking here? Um, I like to ask a lot of those questions, why? And she said, I speak a lot more now because um, like, I don't really enjoy speaking, but in my company, I felt like they wouldn't give me a promotion or a raise because they felt like I wasn't qualified. And if I wasn't gonna get that validation internally, I was gonna make it undeniable through speaking at the best conferences. And it seems to be working out pretty well for her. So. That is an incredible reason to push yourself. If you're not getting what you need from your organization, nobody has your back, go find your community mm. in the SEO space or whatever industry you might be in, right? To, to get that. And that's the reason to push yourself because you shouldn't be held back because no one believes in you when you believe in you. That's a great reason. There's so many other reasons. Diversity is a huge reason. When I first got into this space in 2015, which is not that long ago, and I was in content marketing just before that, I remember being at a content marketing agency in Boston and feeling like I, I'm the only Asian person here. Okay. It didn't stay that way for the entire time I was there, but in, at, you know, my next job too, I was like, I'm the only Asian person. There's, I'm, there's only like two people of color here. Seeing what conferences look like back then, uh, when I was helping to program for SMX, um, that conference back when it used to be live and knowing that uh, diversity was such an issue and that we did try so hard to get the most diverse, best speakers possible but people weren't ready or they didn't want to do it or we couldn't identify the right people and the right topics created this sense of, am I the only person here? Am I the only Asian person here? Do, does everybody know me as that? No one else looks like me. No one else comes from my background. And it creates this underlying message of no one like you can do this. Only people who are like this yeah. can be on this stage. When all you see is white person after white person, maybe it's male after male after male. It becomes a space where that's the narrative you build yourself. And so thus it is necessary to push yourself because if the world is subordinating you and you allow that to happen, then it will happen. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's so sad that that's even a topic that we're having to talk about diversity, because I understand that as an industry, we've got so much better and there's conferences out there that make sure that they're hit it like they're being diverse but it shouldn't even be a conversation should it it should just happen 
And I know that's an idealistic view of the world, but yeah, like it's... And one of the things that... Um... Well, so why are these necessary? If we're like, if we all agree that diversity is good, then why is it necessary to talk about it? Why is it necessary to be vigilant? Why is it necessary to push ourselves in this regard? Because the internet didn't just occur in like 1989 or what year uh, for everybody in every country in the world. That's not what happened. Yeah. It started here in America. <clears throat> the, the richest countries got it first. They have the advantage. And so what, what are we doing to bring everyone else into this land of opportunity where like SEO, I have a four-year degree that has nothing to do with SEO, but yet I've been able to make a living. I would like other people to have that opportunity. Pushing yourself to be on stage can show people like, Hey, you're different from a different background. Maybe you're a single mom. Maybe you have different circumstances altogether. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to work from home for health reasons. This is a great career. Mm. Pushing yourself can show people that this is a path that you can help your family. Mm. And so that's why, like personally, I believe it in the same way I believe in SEO. I believe in education first and foremost in communication, but SEO is important because it is a, a somewhat egalitarian way to go from page two to page one, to bring yourself up through good tactics, ethical business. And so I see that kind of a parallel in pushing yourself within this industry to achieve those greater things, not just for yourself, but for your brand, for your clients, or for the community you represent. There's so many communities out there. FCDC, Women in Tech SEO comes to mind always. Yeah, 100%. I'm just, I'm nodding along with you here, like agreeing like wholeheartedly. And um, I'm just mindful of time because we are coming to the halfway point of the podcast, but I just want to um, pick up on sort of when you said about pushing yourself like you can you can help with the diversity and like get yeah like make sure that that's being covered but also what you can do is if there's a topic that's important to you that's not being talked about you can push that as well so one of the that is a great insight I actually um Abby Gleason comes to mind she likes to ring on my my door and say, hey, this tactic, no one's talking about it. It's great. Like uh, more recently, zero volume keywords, right? And like chat GPT showing zero volume on so many search tools for a while. There are opportunities out there to bring your thought leadership to yeah. the space. Yeah. But you have to push yourself to do it. Like it, it would have been so easy for Abby to be like, this is great. I'm cashing in quietly. Yes. Yeah, 100%. But that's not what she did. So um, my experience of this, so one of my first talks at Brighton SEO was um, about how to be an LGBT, get my teeth in, how to be an LGBTQ plus ally when it comes to websites and marketing and SEO. And I was nervous and I nearly like the opportunity came and I was like, ah, like, can I say yes to this? But I'm so glad I did because afterwards, so many people came up to me afterwards and was like, all the stuff that you're saying is a no brainer, but I've got a massive list of how I can go away and make my site more inclusive. And just hearing that, like, even if just one person in that room took something away to do positively on their website that affected the LGBTQ plus community, then you've won, haven't you? So there's there's also that aspect of it as well. Yeah, you have to believe in the work you're doing, right? If I mean, there's there's still a lot of people out there preaching really bad tactics. They're pushing themselves too, right? But we want you to go in the right direction, mm -hmm. here, of course, because you can make 
a change for, for your users, for users at large, which is a lot of what SEO is about, bringing a better internet because that's what people deserve. That's what you deserve as somebody who works in this space, a better internet. And you got to push yourself to make it there. Otherwise, affiliate links aplenty, misinformation, data voids, things that really hurt people. 100%. Scams, phishing, rampant. 100%. Right. I'm so sorry, George, but we are going to have to take a short break now. Um, but yes, join me and George back for part two, where we'll be delving more into this topic. Working on international websites and campaigns can be exciting and rewarding, but it can be challenging, frustrating, and sometimes even a little bit lonely. The International Search Summit is dedicated to all things international search and will bring together digital marketers from over 30 countries to learn, share and connect in beautiful Barcelona. The three-track, 30-speaker agenda covers a whole host of topics across international SEO, content and paid search and is the perfect event for anyone working for global brands or clients. It's happening on the 16th of November, 2023, and listeners of this podcast can save 10% on tickets with the code SEO Mindset. That code again is SEO Mindset. All you need to do is head on over to the seomindset.co.uk forward slash search summit to find out more and book your place. Don't worry, I'll pop a link in the show notes and I'll also put the code in there too. Hi, Sarah here from the SEO Mindset. Just a quick reminder that if you do enjoy the podcast and what me and Tasman are doing, you can support by donating as little as £5 to us via our Buy Me A Coffee page. Just head on over to the seomindset.co.uk forward slash donate. There will be a link to that page in this episode's show notes. And also, we'd love it if you shared our podcast with others. The more listeners we get, we can continue to find awesome guests to join us for episodes and talk about important topics. So the next time you are listening to an episode and think someone would enjoy, tell them. Open up the episode in your app, find the share button, and you will be able to copy the link to the episode and send it to them via WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Slack. There's so many ways that you can help us spread the word. SEOs and marketers, you're going to like this one. I want to tell you about Wix Studio, the platform that gives agencies total creative freedom to deliver complex client sites while still smashing deadlines. Let's start off with SEO. It's at the core of Wix Studio, baked into every edit, update and action you take. Best in class defaults, automations and bulk actions free up time and you can customize at scale for more control. With Wix Studio, you can say goodbye to endless plugins and hello to native integrations with Google, Facebook, Instagram, Amazon, TikTok, and many more. And on the creation side, you can efficiently bring your most ambitious projects to life thanks to smart design features, flexible dev tools, integrated business solutions, and seamless workflows. Even after clients take over, built-ins like automatic redirects help sites stay optimized for long-term growth. 
Speaking of growth, you can track every campaign against client KPIs and automate monthly emails to share learnings with clients. All this backed by fast, resilient infrastructure that's built to scale. Get started with Wix Studio today at wix.com forward slash studio. We are we are back for part two. I was going to say we are part two, but we are not. Well, we could be part two, but I'm getting into we my We are head. part two of something great, Sarah. <laughs> so thank you for joining us back. So part one, we dug into what is scrutiny. So how we open ourselves up to scrutiny, why it's important to push ourselves and the challenges that we face. So now what we're going to do, listeners, is delve into how we deal with that feel that fear of scrutiny so it doesn't stop us from doing what we need to. So over to you, George, how do you deal with this? Let me just solve this for all of our listeners right here. <laughs> I mean, then. if you could, Thank that you. would be amazing. <clears throat> the way I view this is uh, from two angles what I feel is the reality of the situation and um, what you need to bring yourself up to uh, creating the nerves to just accept the challenge ahead of you and what kind of attention that might bring. Most, I found that most of the time you do good work, you get a lot of positive attention, right? But if you're a person that's, I'm going to appeal to the cynics in us. If you're at an agency, you are under scrutiny anyway. What is the difference? Mm-hmm. You, your scrutiny is different in that your clients, you might have half a dozen. Um, your bosses, they're all looking at you to deliver. The difference here is that if you don't deliver, you won't have that job anymore. However, if you write a bad article, yeah, there are going to be some strangers on the internet like that, that judge it. I'd be more concerned about the people that act on that bad guidance. But eventually, that will be forgotten. It'll just like blogs keep going. We keep publishing, yada, yada, yada. There will be another conference. There'll be another webinar. Unless you do something really, really terrible, that means you probably wouldn't have been asked to publish or guess on that anyway. But like you are under scrutiny in your life. SEO is a performance discipline. Mm -hmm. So from that, like let's just establish that as our our background here. And if you're already in it a few years, you're kind of used to it. Mm -hmm. Let that fuel you. Let that be the wind in your sails. Because the next step for me, I would recommend that to, to create the right atmosphere in which you're going into things without being absolutely scared of criticism is to find your community and first be a part of that community before trying to take anything from it. If you, if you can, if you're a woman and you join women in tech SEO, there's so much support in that space. The, the aspects of imposter syndrome that can alleviate, that can greatly alleviate that anxiety because what you know and what you don't know will be validated. How far are you from being on a, a stage at like Brighton SEO or MozCon or whatever? You will know because in that community are people that are on those stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You will be able to get feedback from them. That is incredibly reassuring. So to find your community and to be a part of it, at least until you're ready to do more, that's how I would do it. And also the people within your community, a good community needs to have a lot of different types of people. You need to have mentors, not maybe not formal mentors like a lot of uh, organizations are putting out now. You can have an informal mentor, but you need someone more experienced who's navigated these things to kind of guide you through it. And that's how you'll be able to do it. That's kind of what I envision. Also, a lot of this industry is done by referral. Mm-hmm. Like people will ask, 
who's good on this topic. The more you establish yourself within that area, somebody who likes to talk about that, who's genuinely interested, who's willing to listen to others about this topic. That is a great way to bring positive attention to yourself when the time comes. Of course, um, there's the other type of scrutiny too, where you get negative feedback, right? I was just going to say, so do you have to be wary of that? Like some of the feedback that you'll get is going to be constructive. Yeah. It's going to help you. And if you can learn from that to better yourself next time, then that's a great learning. Yeah. And because you, we're always learning. We're always developing. Like if I listen back to the first ever podcast episode that I ever recorded, I'm going to be cringing in my seat. Do you know what I mean? But it's just because we, yes. we grow as humans. But it's knowing the difference between, okay, this is constructive fe- criticism, whereas this bit of feedback, this is just from a negative Nelly that's just needing to complain and not, don't get hung up. Or I know it's easier said than done, but like you'll be able to tell the difference. When it's constructive, it's going to, it's going to help you. It's going to have something in there that's going to help you grow or make you think. If it's just negative for negative sense, it's just going to, there's not good, it's not going to be helpful to you at all apart from lowering your esteem. Would you agree? Yes. I've, um, I've, I've run across instances where newer, uh, SEOs have published and, um, they are, their content it's not informed by years of experience. It's also what's working for them at the moment. And uh, somebody wanted to publish it and somebody wanted to tear it down. And if you are one of the people in our space that has name value, that doesn't have to keep asking to get published, that can get on a stage easily, that's being asked on webinars and podcasts, and you're someone looking down on other people who simply don't have that opportunity and taking that moment to judge them in a way that's not constructive. If you, if it's a tactic that you don't agree with or, or they're, for example, like advocating, oh, you have to do pagination stuff, like all the SEO stuff on your, your pages, like rel equals prev next. And then you're an older SEO and it's like, hey, Google doesn't use that. You're a moron. The first sentence there is constructive. Yeah. The second sentence there is not. If you're somebody in this space that has that, that other people look up to you, don't be that person. Don't be hurtful. Don't be somebody who just shoots other people down because that reputation spreads much more than a bad article ever will. And I want everyone to know that you have a bad speaker session. You didn't do your best at something, right? The people who come down on you unjustly and publicly, that follows them for much longer than your maybe mishap will. Maybe a good way of doing this is say that you want to give some constructive criticism or you want to give some feedback maybe what you could do is ask the person first so you could reach out to them and be like hey great article love this love that great to see that you're writing I just wanted to give you some feedback am I okay to do that because I think if you do that first then it's gonna be received more positively because I think most of the time if you feel like you're under attack then you get on the defense whereas if you can like do it gently privately and just be like hey do you think that's a better approach of course I think any dialogue is better than somebody sitting at their office chair halfway across the world and essentially ending your prospects at getting published for the foreseeable future through a tweet 
Mm-hmm. Like that is just, it's never acceptable. There are ways, if you feel so compelled about something that somebody did or wrote, just reach out to them. Don't, don't slander them. Don't put down their work. You wouldn't, you wouldn't appreciate that, right? This, this is the way we move the industry forward by creating a space in which, you know, best practices are obviously always going to be the spotlight, but for people to get out there and try to participate, just think about conferences, how they feel since we've come back from the pandemic, right? And in like the, the years before, like maybe from the, the early period and through to like 2017, I feel like conferences are a blast now. Yeah. The personalities, the people that these conferences are now uh, able to bring on stage that they see people actually connect with are more human than ever. Miriam Jessie did um, yes. yeah. an ADHD uh, yeah. session at Brighton SEO, yeah. right? And I loved it. It was so different. Right. But you, you just can't sit there and listen about backlinks all day. Right. Like it's that's the, that's where we are now. That's the direction that we as an industry have clearly decided what we want. We want more humanity, more people like that. Do you know the word that comes into my mind when you're saying this is authenticity? So being yourself, because as soon as you allow yourself to be authentically you, you're going to relate to people and the stuff that you're doing. So say, for example, you're doing a talk on stage, be yourself because it's going to come across so much better because if you're trying to be something that you're not and you're trying to be something because you feel like you have to, you don't need that mindset. Like I used to have that mindset when I first got into this industry and I started working on my career and stuff, I was not myself at all. Well, you're still yourself, but like you, you, you're your anxious self. Yeah. Like you're, whereas as soon as I was like, do you know what? I'm going to be me. That's when more opportunities came my way. So. I, I'd say I have a similar experiences, um, being on stage hosting, hosting for SMX the first few times, my first few years writing, not seeing other Asian people for a long, long time. Um, I didn't know whether like, how, can I be me? Because I am a person of color. That is distinctly who I am. I grew up in a place where um, it was like 40% Asian and 40% Hispanic. So mm-hmm. I didn't really have experience with the majority until college. And so am I, am I actually behaving like myself or is this a performative code switching that I'm doing? And I realized that um, the more people I met in this industry and the more I was able to let down, down my guard per se or show more of who I was, the more people started to actually connect with me, to refer me, to, to come to me for, for certain things that I became, you know, someone that a lot of people know. And I'm very, very fortunate in that regard that I'm able to just be myself because these are some of my best, the best days of my career. Um, Wonderful and to hear. doing that, like, but was by only through two things, being myself, but also through everyone around me showing me that it was safe to do that. Yes. A hundred percent. I'm so sorry, George, but uh, time is flying. We just gonna have to get you back and talk about another topic absolutely (laughs) sign me up okay so one last question on this because it's a big topic and I realize that we've covered a lot um but I always think there's always so much more but we are gonna have to end it but what is the key main takeaway that you want our audience to take away there's a better way of saying that sentence surely what's the biggest lesson you want what is the biggest experience that i've had that i'd like other people to take away there you go listening to this podcast <laughs> i'm an editor is uh, is why i'm good at that uh, 
<laughs> I just completely got in my head again. <laughs> yeah, decades of correcting people, finally doing some good, right? Um, I would say that what you envision to be um, the highs of what you're, you might see, like with any decision to do something, there's the, the gain and then there's the investment, right? In the SEO space, I found the gain to be far more than you think it is. The upside to doing the right thing, to showing who you are and being someone that you can trust from a personal point, like I, I don't know if everyone else feels this way about me, but I feel like so many people trust me. And that makes me just feel good as a person because I would never do anything to betray that trust, but it also results in goodwill for both myself and my brand. And in ways that are unimaginable when I started this, there, there's so much, there's no shortage to a person I can call levers, I can pull resources. I feel so empowered. But when you mess up, you're like, oh my gosh, that's the scary thing holding me back, right? I don't want to mess up. I'm like the mess ups, they're never as bad as you think they are. The ways that you could potentially flounder are never, ever as bad as you think. It, nobody's going to care if you mess up a session. And chances are people in the audience at Brighton SEO, at, at MozCon, they're going to clap and they're going to be like, hey, you got this. I've seen it happen. I've seen people need that support. I've asked for that support on stage before I even started talking. I was like, Hey, could I just get another, you know, pep round of applause? Yeah. And all I am is hosting. Like I have nerves too, but the, the mess ups are never as bad. And the highs are so high. Really. When you break it down to what you'll remember in the end, later on, when you reflect on your career, you're not going to remember the ways you messed up. You're only going to remember the risks that you took and how that made you feel. I love and so that. That, I would say that that's the biggest lesson. Yeah, no, and I 100% agree. I 100% agree. Um, because if I reflect back, the thought and the fear is always 10 times worse than the actual doing of it. And yeah, and you might not like something, but you don't have to do it again. But at least you've tried and no one's going to ridicule you. And yeah, at least you've tried it. So I love that. Okay, yeah. are you ready for a tricky question, George? Hmm, another tricky one. Let's do it. <laughs> so I am very aware there's lots of amazing SEO people out there in the industry, but I'm going to ask you to whittle it down to one. So if there's one person to follow in the SEO industry, who is that person and why are you nominating them? I'm going to... Um... I was going to say, like, I guess this logic still applies. I'm going to uh, re recuse all of my my uh, contributors from the Wix SEO Learning Hub from yeah. being eligible here just because the connection is a little bit too strong there. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but I'm also like, hey, if I get to pick it, it is going to be biased, right? Like, this is a biased question you're asking me. But I would say off the top of my head, really, Garrett Sussman is someone who I've never had a bad conversation with, who has always been willing to to help as in any way that he can, someone that I've always found immense pleasure in being able to help out, who whose heart is always in the right place. I'm I'm not gonna highlight somebody who uh, who's like, yeah, they tweet about algorithm updates and like all all this you know EEAT because you know those people already, right? But we those people are great people. They're great humans. But I want to highlight great humans too that uh that don't do that at the moment and Garrett Sussman comes to mind lovely so what I will make sure is there will be links to Garrett 
um, in the show notes. What else will be in the show notes? Because obviously we've talked about imposter syndrome quite a lot and we have a previous episode about that. So I'll whack that in the show notes so you can check it out. There's also another podcast that I thought about, which is the three C's for change. Um, And I think that's relevant to what we're talking about today. So we talk about uh, commitment, consistency and courage. So I think these are very nice follow-ons Maybe I'm just asking you to listen to more of our stuff as well. You know, a bit cheeky. Good internal linking strategy. <laughs> Thank you, George. Uh, yeah. So yeah, if you want to carry on listening, please do check out those episodes because they're very relevant to what me and George have spoken about today. George, I'm very sorry to say we have run out of time. If people do want to carry on the conversation, obviously I'll pop all your socials in the show notes, but is there any in particular way? Um, I, I'm pretty receptive on Twitter because I accept that that's a forum where everyone is. But uh, if you're going to add me on LinkedIn, I, I've forgotten to tell people this over the years. I don't respond unless you actually write a note because I have no context and I just assume everything is spam. Like, I'm sure a lot of people do that, right? Like, you could just say, like, SEO Mindset Podcast. It's three words and I'll be like, oh, cool, connect, right? Um, but yeah, that's that's how you can connect with me. Twitter or on LinkedIn. So make a note as well. Say, hey, listen to your absolutely phenomenal episode with Sarah on the SEO mindset and just wanted to say Or you could tear it apart and be the exact opposite (laughs) of what we talked about here. No, that's not helpful, George. Not helpful for I could take it though. Like I've been in this space long enough where I'm like, yeah, I can understand (laughs) your opinion and for what it's worth, whether it's good or bad. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, George. And uh, just want to remind you as well about those two ways that I said earlier about how you can support me in Tasman. So you can give us a one-off donation, buy me a coffee. We're on there. Link in the show notes. That would be completely appreciated from us and share. So if you are listening to this episode right now and you're like, I need to get this episode out to other people, they will really need to listen to this and the amazing conversation that Sarah and George George have had then do it. Get the link. Get, drop him a message on LinkedIn. If it's George, you have to give him a note. So just, yeah, remember that. I, uh, I Anytime someone says they listened or read something, I'm like, wow, you did? You, you know, did. like after hundreds of articles, it never, it never is like, wow. Like it's never like, yeah, of course you do. It's like, wow. It's still wow. Every day it's still like, wow, you, you read something I wrote. That's the joy you can have by putting yourself out there. See, another... Some more golden nuggets there from George. Just, uh, Just trying to motivate you. You know, you got you to gotta end on motivation, right? <laughs> you got to end on motivation. Right. We need to say goodbye, George. So thank you very much. And until next time, everyone. Thank you. SEOs and marketeers, have you checked out Wix Studio, the new web creation platform agencies are using? With Wix Studio, you get best-in-class defaults and automations, native integrations, and smart, flexible tools to deliver complex client sites at scale. Even after clients take over, built-ins like automatic redirects help sites stay optimized for long-term growth. Speaking of growth, you can track every campaign against client KPIs and automate monthly emails to share learnings with clients. All this backed by fast, resilient infrastructure that's built to scale. Get started with Wix Studio today. Check out wix.com forward slash studio.